Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Up late with Mace. Now with 100% more offensive and immature content. <laughs> My guitar is all kinds of fucked up. That's <laughs> <laughs> your opening theme. <laughs> also, fuck your couch. All right, welcome. Theme, theme for up late in the key of fuck it. <laughs> that's a that's a F minor right there. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Up Late with Mace. Of course, I'm your host, Mace Paladino, and on music, nominally speaking, we have Keith W. Hello, hello. And of course, the Galax is here. I am indeed. And Petty Fan. What would you define as here? Isn't here just there, Montanus of Tea? I always thought it meant that you were receiving the auditory input of what he said. I am not. What was that again? Couldn't I, quite hear you, Sonny. I am not here. What is here? Isn't here just there, Monacy? All right, Bush. <laughs> not Bush. That was, that was right. Clinton, jackass. <laughs> My God, no. <laughs> ah. Remember, Bush was the one who was stupid. Clinton was the one who was mincing words about the definition of simple words. Good night, everybody. I can't do the show tonight. <laughs> I broke him. Woo! In fairness, I'm pretty sure Petty, Foreign was bo- Petty Fan was born, what, halfway through Clinton's second term at latest? Uh, 92, so I think. You could call oh, God, I was actually, I was joking. <laughs> so you could call it his second trimester. Jump. Woo! All right. Well, so yeah, Petty Fan was probably not cognizant for depends on what the definition of is is. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. Well, allegedly we have a great show for you tonight. Let's get started with the news. Keith? All right. So uh, I got back on Tuesday from... uh, MFM, so it was at a convention all weekend, which was lots of fun. Made some money, met some old friends, made some new friends. Um, uh, got back, ordered, uh, I have a, a UG 1910 19-inch tablet monitor on its way here. It'll be here sometime next week, which makes me happy. I will probably squee all over the place when it gets here. It'll be like, oh, my God, yes, I can draw on my screen. Look, when you're squeeing, just make sure to lay down paper towels. There we go. <laughs> Uh, like, um, that's not what that means, but uh, okay. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Three inches off the mark, that's okay. You don't need to hit him in the right between the eyes. If you hit him in the temple, we're still counting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, met uh, probably the, the most redneck person in the world. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God. Listening to this man speak, and just just his general appearance adding into this. Oh, holy shit! He's sitting here talking about you know wrangling bulls and and inbreeding bulls and cows and trying to get bigger bulls and and you know a lot of crack. I can say is I got a lot of bulls. So the, you know the, that and like talking about branding and then he was talking about like. Raptors. I was like, oh my god. Something, something, Rocky Mountain oysters, something. 
Um, so, so I, I, now let's, let's back it up a little bit here. Um, something happened to me on Friday. Um, I was working on, on a commission at, at the table and, you know, so my head is kind of halfway down. I've got, you know, the hat brim in my eyes just enough. So I can't quite make out what all is going on at the edge of my table. When people come up and they flip through the portfolios, sometimes they engage me, sometimes they don't. So usually once they speak, I'll look up. So I'm sitting here just doodling away, doodling away, doodling away. Somebody's at my table flipping through the books. And after, after a few minutes, I hear, do the words fragments of silicon mean anything to you? <laughs> and I tilt my head up and I look. I'm like, why, yes, I wrote the music and composed the theme for that uh, that show, even though I'm no longer a direct part of it at the time being. And so I start straining my neck around to see a badge. And the badge is tipped in my direction. It's like, oh, McDodgerman! <laughs> it's dodgy! So I, I feel dodgy in on, on all the changes that are taking place because he hasn't been a part of an active part of the listening crowd for a little while. Um, he didn't know that the shows had split, that MSP had gone off offline, and that it's come back, and that up late uh, was going on. So I was breaking it all down for him, you know, uh, what shows were on what days and, and everything like that. Yeah. And he's like, well, hmm, I suppose I may need to actually uh, try and make some more time to listen in again. I'm like, yeah, it would pretty, be pretty freaking awesome. Pretty freaking sweet. So so then I proceeded to like you know I, I waited like three hours and then I proceeded to like ritualistic could blow up Mac's phone <laughs> like ring 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 go to voicemail ring 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 <laughs> fucking phone phone ringing <laughs> yeah and of course so, like, go ahead no go ahead go ahead and of course I'm like I'm like who the fuck is calling me from the 501 area code. Because <laughs> I was getting, because I was simultaneously being spam called by telemarketers, like nine in a row, nine different phone numbers. Yeah. Um, and then, and so you know, I, I around like eleven thirty or something, I gave up. And and you know, so I got I put, I put the phone away. And so we you know, met with a few friends, hung out and chatted um, through the course of the evening, had a bit to drink, and, and just kind of hanging out. Um, so the next day comes and goes, you know, rolling on down. And that evening, I, like, pull out my phone, and I've got, like, five text messages from two different numbers from Mac. <laughs> yeah. I started blowing them up right back. I'm like, God damn it, man, I don't use that phone that much anymore. Yeah. So so after after looking at the text messages, I respond to one and then realize I might as well just fucking call him. So I call him and start filling him in on everything, you know, uh, because the whole McDodger man thing was pretty cool. It's like ah, aside from Mac, I've not met anyone else associated with the podcast in any capacity, you know, in a in a face to face situation. Um, because unlike because unlike me, a face to face meeting with Adam would be silent and awkward. <laughs> and pricing with me. No offense to Adam, but you know the, of course, I still I still like your re- reaction. I still like your reaction when I told you on the phone, you're like, No shit. <laughs> Adam's reaction Adam's reaction was funnier when I told him on Skype, his reaction was Jesus. Cyber <laughs> stalker. Like that's not a name. That's a name I've not heard in a while. Um, I like to think so, I'm pretty good at talking to people, but then why would anyone ever want to come up here to meet me? But yeah, I met met this uh, met this girl who was wandering around the con with a little like pocket amp and an SG and was playing guitar. And we talked and played guitar a little bit back and forth. And we were talking about just like the general assholishness of people who see you playing guitar. I uh, said, so, you know, the typical thing that winds up happening is ultimately it doesn't matter if it's acoustic and electric, whatever. If you are playing guitar somewhere in public and someone sees you, they're going to go, play Freebirds. Oh. <clears throat> of course. So we're talking about this. And so we both start playing it. Because we can both play Freebirds. <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't much else that we both knew. Like she knew she was in like Tom Wait and, and stuff like that, and I'm into like what I'm into. But there were a couple of things that we could play. <laughs> we won't. Um, <laughs> I think the main issue with Freebird is that it's just really fucking long, and the end is complicated. It's very complex. Um, can everybody still hear us? Making sure because one person is just pinging me so they lost audio. 
Can we be heard? There, okay, we got like some things first. Making making sure everyone can hear. Okay, so it's it's okay. Zakana says Zakana can hear. Okay. All right, uh, proceeding. Um, okay, Mr. so yeah, sorry. it's only Ms. Mystery can't hear. I think she's she's, uh, she's going to fix it. I think here in a second. I don't know what the deal is. Her computer's being stupid. Um, but so um, so like like. Sunday, she's wondering about, and she's got the guitar and everything, and she's in the lobby, and I yell across the lobby, play it for you, bro! Did she give you the one guitar pick salute? No, she actually started playing it. <laughs> but it, it was still amusing. Um, I'm trying to think of, of, of a few other things that, that are, are newsworthy that tie into this. Like, I have, a, I have a random quote that I get, like, every year from the guys I'm next to. Because you get the same spot in the, at this convention every year. I'm always next to the Legion printing guys. And they're pretty funny in their own right. Like, last year it was the Knowledge is Power Francis Bacon thing. It's like, I get the Knowledge is Power Francis Francis Bacon. Hmm. So this year it was, it was uh, we were talking about tabletop games and, and random quotes from tabletop games, which I shared a few stories with them. And, and the one that I got was ultimately, here was the quote, it was, small dogs are meant to be stacked. <laughs> it makes virtually no sense even in context of what happened. I believe it's the Tata's reference. <laughs> no, now actually, I, now it's I'm, not. Now I'm just picturing we bear bears. So, so apparently, this is, this is how this played out. Now, this, I would love to be involved in a campaign like this, just because, holy crap, they were test playing a game system. I don't remember what it was, but one of them was, they, one of, the GM was playing you know, a deity and had another character that was, that was playing like their, their physical avatar on the planet, you know, in the world. And he's building a pyramid. So from the distance, they, you know, the party sees this pyramid, and it like topples, and they can't figure out. It's they, just weird. So, so you flash over to where the, the avatar and the, the god are, and he's like, he's like, he's like, my lord, I, I, I don't think we're doing this the right way. He's nonsense. Small dogs are meant to be stacked. So they're building a pyramid out of small dogs, and it keeps falling down. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! I think I like my answer better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I believe so, it involves furries and tatas. <laughs> Of course, Miss Mystery went with me to the con, and she got uh, she got a, a new, very nifty laser wood burn badge. Uh, one of the guys uh, for uh, Cats and Cameras and, and the Jab Archives was there, and he and I have been friends for a few years. And, and he actually he hooked me up and bumped me in the list so we could get that for her. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jab, yes, the company that sent me a notice through Verotel that says their terms of service have changed, but they didn't tell me what. It was. Well, no, not, not, not Jab Comics, the Jab Archives, which is a free gallery listing of artists. Oh. Terms of um, service have changed. Pray that we do not mm, change. It's like, yeah, they, they, are not, they are not affiliated with Jab Comics. Okay. They aren't? Um, no, they I thought they were the same people. No, the Jab Archives has actually been around longer than the Jab, than Jab Comics has. Um, yeah, I know that. I, I thought Jab Comics was just, them tr- was just the people behind the archives trying to do a pay site thing. No. <laughs> You would be, if you thought that, sir, you would be wrong. <laughs> well, so, I don't have any reason not to think that. Mm, um, so, uh, well, now, well, now you know. Um, but so, so we got that all hooked up. Um, one of his, one of his artists uh, actually bumped cigars off me all weekend, and in exchange for that, he's going to do a, a, a sketch commission for me because I supplied him with cigarettes all weekend. Well, you know, that so, that sounds like a fair trade, because cigarettes are fucking expensive. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see what else. Miss um, Mystery also got her very first sketch commission this weekend um, oh. from an artist named Bushy Cat. Um, and uh, Max Black Rabbit was there, which was interesting. We, we, all, we all kept accusing him of stealing all the business. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, that, that, it's only, that it's only slander it. if it's not true. There you go. That man also has an interesting system. He doesn't offer anything. He offers one thing. He's like, you want a commission from him? He's like, it's inked, forty dollars for single character. Okay, sixty for two. You don't get an option for pencils. It's it's it, it's it's going to be inked. That's it. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't do this penciling shit for people. I I ink my stuff. So. Um, but so he and I talked a little bit over the weekend. I was hoping to swing by and actually get something from him, but 
time did not work in our favor, so he and I are going to talk later. We we went ahead and arranged that, so that'll be cool. Um, because I'd like to have an original piece of Max Black Rabbit artwork. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, You'd have to be also, like, mental not to want it. So so I also went to go do my, my, my usual thing, the thing I do every year, Jet, um, J3T. Yep. Um, is, is there every year, and she and I usually talk shop because she works for DC Comics. Um, under her real name, um, she works for DC Comics, and we chit chat whatever. But every year, I get like a fifteen dollar blue pen sketch thing from her, and she started this. I bought the first one, and it was completely random and, and goofy. She goes, she goes, what do you want? I was like, I whatever. And she's like, you find with duty? I'm like, I don't give a shit, whatever. So she gives me this card, like the, you know, the next day of of my my Avatar Persona character standing there, like flinging a peace sign, limp dick swinging in the wind. <laughs> oh my god. So so the next next time I get one, she uh um she uh we decide to make it a continuation of this of this theme. So she gives me another she, you know, I once again entirely up to her or whatever, so she does the next one and and I get it and it's like, you know, arms akimbo, like raging boner so long that it goes off the card. And it's just like it's like like boom, baby, and she's got a little arrows pointed to where the tip has gone off the side. It's like you know, too too hot or whatever for all this crap. I gotta I gotta so, I gotta point out for our listeners that since MFM is a furry con, there's probably a lot of red rocket involved here. Yeah. So so this year, okay, there, I'll, I'll we we'd been discussing kind of on and off what we were gonna do this year because I, I knew I was gonna go over and and, and pay the fifteen dollars to get another one. Um, and so we were talking about like. Japan's manga censoring, and you know, we're talking about you got the little, the little, little black bar across the glands or whatever, or the you know, across the tip or whatever. And I said, I said, no, I said, wait a minute. I said, what about the really bizarre censoring they do where it becomes like this glowing rod of energy? Yes. So we start laughing about this and everything, and we decide that's that's where we're going with this. So I come back and and, and a little bit later with the $15. So I walk over, and she's got another customer at the table, so I wait patiently. Um, and there's people all across because they got like five tables, four or five tables between all the TJ artists and Jet and everybody. Right. And I'm standing there and I've got the money in hand. They finally step away and I walk up and I slap my hands on my hips and I'm like, you know why I'm here. And she's like, not missing a beat, as loud as can be. Like, You're here so I can draw your dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right. well, fuck, there's goes my tact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, this isn't even the dirtiest question that was asked all weekend. No, I'm, I will get to that. So I give her the fifty dollars and everything. I wasn't able to pick up the card. She's going to mail it to me, but she did send me the picture of the finished card while we were eating dinner on on Sunday night with a friend. <laughs> so I'm dressed up like I've got like the braid and everything, like like uh, uh, like Anakin Skywalker with the robes and everything. Okay. With the I'm sorry, you had to make that <laughs> reference. <laughs> With with the you know dick saber, and oh, yeah. she has like, and she has this balls quote off to of the side. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Let's see how well you handle it. Uh, I was like, oh uh, my god, this is awesome. Oh. <laughs> um. So, so you know, uh, I go back to my table and I'm I'm working on everything. I I did like six commissions for this one guy across the weekend, and one of one of the last. Two, I think I did. And he comes over because I've been doing, you know, it was, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But then he like leans across the table, and, he, and I'm going to get more close to the mic for this. And he's like, "Do you draw gaping ass?" And then the message you sent me is like, "It wouldn't be a furry con if someone didn't ask me that." Yeah. So, so of course, my immediate my immediate thought process is like, are we talking like post anal sex? Porno gaping ass, or were you talking like goatsy gaping ass? Which I promptly reminded you that it's properly <laughs> it's, it is sex. <laughs> yes, but it, it's been truncated to goatsy by everybody. So because they're also awesome. also I don't feel the need to respect the wishes for pronunciation of the creator of that particular image. <laughs> I'm just telling you know. I strive for accuracy in my internet memes. Thank you very much. Um, Yes, um, but so so that was that was pretty much the brunt of my weekend, drawing smut, approaching people with weird statements, or being asked very interesting questions. 
and you didn't even get a chance to say fuck you to Stanley. This is true. <laughs> I, somebody somebody once told me a story about how how they uh, how Stan Lee was at a comic convention they were attending and and they got they got an inside joke going where he goes hey Stan fuck you and he goes Excelsior. <laughs> I believe that was actually there was a story that was told to me that I shared with you. Yes, that's why I know Se- it's familiar. Several many years several many years ago. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Back in the days of yore. Back in the day. <laughs> All right. Well, Keith covered his news. Let's get you guys, Alex. Well, uh, how to follow the that up, huh? Yeah, I was gonna say I, I I don't know exactly that particular act, but uh, it's been pretty pretty quiet on the home front. I uh, finished up my uh, Master Grade Gundam Double X today, so Woo! that was three weeks worth of work completed. Nice. Um, it does not fit in the box with it no. because its backpack is too big, um, too wide specifically. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to do some work for my Pathfinder campaign to work ahead, although it's hard to do that because you know it's kind of hard to make sure that the group does exactly what you want them to do. Uh, we haven't been able to play in two or three weeks, so. When we get back, we're finishing a dungeon, but then, then after that, we're going off to... We're, I'm going to have them go off to, I think, fight a set of rivals I've had brewing for a while that I need to upgrade to their level and then finish. And then after that, I think we'll be advancing to trying to do some underground stuff, which could be fun because it's dark. Um... <laughs> Um, not a whole lot other than that, I don't think. I've been playing some video games for Fragments. Ready, Pam? Um, I'm in a similar boat. I'm playing a bunch of video games for reviews because, oh boy, we have a lot of them. Uh, yeah. For for a podcast you're not getting paid for, you seem to be doing a lot of work for Adam. (laughs) Well, Well, we we get free games, so... Yeah. Yeah. Right. But look, at, but look at my, but look at my show. It's like I don't even ask you to do research. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like just show up and say whatever. <laughs> um. Other than that, not a whole lot. Like, almost a month until my sleep study, so that's exciting. Fun times. So hopefully, I don't fall asleep during the podcast anymore. Yay. Um, still have not gotten any more letters from the city, so I think the trials of yard work is done. All right. Also, I, for me, Golix, Adam, and Ogre were on a actual radio broadcast Saturday. So I heard. Yes. One of Adam's friends, Um, I believe it was a show called Shane Plays. Yes, that is the name of the show. And yeah, we were on that and it was kind of interesting. It's odd who's being the one getting the interview questions thrown at them. <laughs> uh, and, we actually, and we actually had to behave, which was strange. <laughs> uh, yeah, because of FCC fines. <laughs> yeah. But here I can say, you know, shit, bitch, fuck, whatever. Fuck that shit, bitch. Okay, you, you, you clearly missed an opportunity there. And if you don't know what it is, I may or may not tell you. <laughs> wow, that was cryptic. Keith? <laughs> was that a fucker right in the pussy moment? <laughs> Actually, I was going to say you could, you could have just done the George Carlin seven words, but you might not even know exactly what those are. I don't remember yeah. them off the top of my head, yeah. Yeah, neither do I. I know it does at least include fuck and motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, other than that, not a whole lot other than playing my PSP that I got for 30 bucks on eBay. Well, aren't you special? Yay! All right. Have to lick the window. <laughs> window licker. I, I, I. 
Sister fucker. Oh, man. Here we go again. <laughs> I told that story this weekend at the con, too. God damn you. <laughs> I trust no names were given. No, no names were given. Unless Penny Pan counts as a name. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think Dark Excalibur Wolf has abandoned us. I kind of forgot him for the first 20 minutes of the show, but uh, mm-hmm. I just messaged him. I said, you're joining us? And he says, I'm doing dishes. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I'm, I, I did forget to mention anything. I bought a new katana. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I guess when people carved. I, I guess when Go people ahead. see that piece of art, they really get the point. Oh yeah. Where's, Where's the Wawa machine? Damn it. <laughs> it's 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 got this very very beautiful dragon hand carved into the the scabbard and everything. It's awesome. One could say that when you display that, you're being edgy. And really? the Wawa machine just burst into flames. Good job. It's an it's a piece that is a cut above the rest. Damn it, Mac. Are you done? The wall of is literally dying. <laughs> you cut me to the hilt, sir. <laughs> Have mercy, man. <laughs> okay. Now that we're twenty six minutes into the show, let's talk about meat. <laughs> I don't have anything to report on the audiobook, but uh, Patreon, of course, is moving forward apace. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. I have confirmation from Weirmold that he will be home in time to finish the last three pages of Getting It Coming and Going for Peppermint Saga Blu-Gray Rhapsody. And let's see what else we got. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You're Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, but damn it, do. Hey, Burn. <laughs> What's that, Fred? <laughs> I do a much better Barney Rubble impression than I do Fred Flintstone. Hey, you Your last sounded like <laughs> No, you sound terrible. That is the worst Barney Rubble I've ever heard. I know, but it's still funny. Anyway, you do a much better Casey Kasem. <laughs> yes, this is true. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we're. I don't know if I really want to talk about this, but... <laughs> apparently, apparently, I lost my cool with a customer on Saturday. Here's the deal. Some of you listening out there may not be from the United States, so this doesn't apply to you. But in America, anytime you piss off a customer and they don't report, that's a magic bullet that's waiting to get you someday. They could call back at any time. They could be sitting there and they're like, Fuck, my Cheerios are stale. Hey, you know what? That guy pissed me off six months ago at Computer Renaissance. I'm going to call and complain. Pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, America. Yes, exactly. Lawsuit culture. You can't do or say anything. But this was funny because, you know, the customer came in the night before and I had their laptop looked at by one of our service technicians. Now, I, I didn't see this person or interact with her in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and she talked to one of our most passive-aggressive technicians. And she called back the next day and says, I saw one of your technicians last night, and he removed a pop-up, and now my computer's dead. I'm like, was it working last night when you brought it home? Yeah, but it's dead now. So you can already see how this is going. And, I, you know, we go back and forth for a little while, and after about the third or fourth time I told her to bring the laptop in, I said, look, you either need to bring your laptop in or get off the phone. And she says, you're rude. What's your name? I go, my name? Fred Flintstone. <laughs> and I hung up the phone. <laughs> now, a lot of people would realize that they made a mistake at this point. And I, t- I did like a 10 count staring at the phone, seething. And the phone rings again. It's the same number on the caller ID. And I pick it up and I go, Computer Renaissance, Fred speaking. 
<laughs> Saturday. And, <laughs> and, of course, with my Asperger brain, it was also my Sunday and my Monday and most of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about it. Nothing happened. At least nothing's happened yet. Mm-hmm. But like I said, understand that when you, live, when you work in a small shop governed by an owner who carefully watches reviews and customer commentary because we are not doing particularly spectacular business, the last thing you want to do is piss off the one person who bothered to call this morning. That is, like I said, that is a bullet that can come back and get me any time. She could come into the store six months six months from now and recognize my voice and go, "Yo, Fred Flintstone," <laughs> and I'll be like, "Ever, ever, don't." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's and and you're you're that yabba dabba douche. I mean, you know, if you want to get fired, I'll be like, "Oh boy." I don't know. I like I like the way you explained it to me on Saturday night. Oh yeah. You have this ten percent fuck you ratio. Yeah. Well, that's what the owner said. He says, you know, I don't know what it is about you, but you've got like this. You ninety percent of the time you're fine, and the other ten percent of the time you're just like fuck you, customer. He's like, <laughs> and what's funny is he said that our store manager is identical. I said it's very possible that his attitude has rubbed off on me. I'm like, and, and, and you know, he's like, he's like just laughing at me from the office door, and I'm like, you don't understand. I did it right for the first five fucking minutes. I was like, damn, you need to bring the laptop into the store. We can't solve my laptop's dead over the fucking phone. Yeah, I can see exactly how it escalated, sir. Say, okay, bring your dead laptop in. It's not like we can break it anymore, yeah, but we I'm might like, be able to figure out what happens. Well, you know, if you if you if you hold your lip this way, and then you jiggle the power cord. But here's the real shit kicker. So when she called back, I just gave up. I handed it over to the service department, and our youngest technician answered the phone and talked to her for a few minutes, asked that she wanted to speak to the owner. Said, well, let's try a couple of things. First, uh, do you have the laptop in front of you? We'll go get the laptop. I'm listening to the whole thing, and I just go to the office, and this is when I told the owner, I'm like, yeah, I kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's like, okay, um, so go get the laptop. Is it plugged in? Okay, plug it in. Okay, now that it's plugged in, uh, press the power button. That's the switch that normally has the light on it when you turn the laptop on. Go ahead and press it. Turn on the laptop. Nothing happened? Okay. Now, this is going to sound a bit weird, but I want you to unplug the laptop from the wall and go to a different outlet. Press the power button. Oh, it turned on? Oh, you had it plugged into an outlet that was on a switch. <laughs> or, or possibly on a breaker. Or a, one of those weird things with the test reset switches. She had the laptop plugged into a power outlet that was connected to the switch by the door. Which meant that uh, the switch was off, the power outlet didn't get power. Correct. Right. And the laptop didn't charge, and that's why it did, yo. <laughs> See, at the end of this story it makes the story so much more entertaining. <laughs> so, this is why the tech support questions are always is it plugged in? Plug it in. Is it plugged in and is it turned on? Did you know that that's actually one of the first questions on the A plus certification exam? Yes, yes, it is. Now, because I have an also, A plus certification, let me let me explain something to you. I'm in sales. It is not my job to help people unfuck their problems. <laughs> it's my job to convince people to come down to the store so that way we can perform billable services on their equipment. 
That is right. the sum total of my job. Okay. At least it has it pertains to the phone. I tried desperately to just get her to come down. It's like, well, I can't really resolve that problem over the phone, but if you bring it down, we'll be glad to look at it. Right. Yeah, but how come it you, did? That's not really my area. <laughs> yeah. There are multiple reasons it could be dead. I can't tell you what any of them are over the phone. Well, here's the, here's 30, the, 30, seconds, he, 30 seconds into the call, I could have just said, let me transfer you to service and make it not my problem. <laughs> well, here. So here's the greatest part of the story, the kicker. The thing that I don't know if you've thought about, if she were to bring the laptop in, everything would have worked fine. Yep. She'd taken the laptop home, plug it back into the fucking same socket, and you'd have gotten a call the next fucking day. Or maybe even an hour later. Uh-huh. How come it did? <laughs> now, that I'm, was this actual accent or exactly what she sounded like. I'm not making oh, fun of God. because of their perceived ethnicity on the phone or anything like that. That is, I am repeating the dialect exactly, and, and it's necessary to the story because it makes you think to yourself, "What is wrong with this person?" Many my things. Laptop, I don't think my laptop I'm, did. My laptop did. How come it did? Evil <laughs> relics? <laughs> so, I try very hard not to ascribe intelligence to dialect things, but sometimes it's really... Oh, no, I, I ascribe it entirely to the content. I mean, <laughs> I, I try not to assume people with dialects there was a there was a middle part to yeah. this. There was a middle part to this where where she says to me, she says, "How come it's dead?" And I said, "I don't know. It sounds like a coincidence to me." What's a coincidence? What's that mean? I said, "Well, you've got this thing over here that happened, and this other thing over here that happened at the same time, and they have nothing to do with each other. That's a coincidence." Which is in fact the case. It's a coincidence that when she got back, she plugged it into an outlet that she had turned off of the switch. Yeah, I'm like removing a piece of software from your computer and then having it working when you leave and then having it not be functional this morning. No relationship. Uh, so that's what I was worried about all weekend long. <laughs> I almost broke my iPhone in half. Oh God! I'm not trying to, to to belittle your plight with this, but but when you were talking to me on the phone, I could not help but like when I got the phone, fucking start laughing. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's the whole purpose of telling the story in this fashion is because it's so absurd. It's just like really, and you think you've got a grounds for complaint? You think that I wasn't justified in being rude? Okay, yeah, you're right. You know what? As a retail sales associate, as a man who is Rapidly approaching 40. I am. I should be beyond that. I've been in retail for 20 fucking years. Swearing at customers is not something I do unless they're swearing at me first. And it's not a responding... And that case, they started... Nah, 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 well, nah, nah, nah. It's more like a conversational thing. It's not even I'm mad at you like, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Who's next? <laughs> not even like that. You know, I've never been driven to swear at a customer like that. When I was at Mickey D's as manager, I was I did tell some guy that thanks for swearing. Now get out of here. You're not getting any food. And they said, why not? And I said, because I don't need to sit here and listen to you be profane. And if you don't leave in the next 45 seconds, I'm going to call Mobile, which is which was the polite way of saying we're calling Popo. So while I was in Alabama, that happened. Strangely, on the customer satisfaction board, there was a frowny face under that day following day. Gets customers <laughs> complaining to corporate. <laughs> Nobody said a word to me. On the bright side. On the bright side. You gotta look on the bright side of life. Anyway. No, wait. So, no, talking... Okay, uh, tying into that, on the bright side, at least while you were working in retail and customer service things, you didn't have this done to you. I had I had uh, a situation between two employees erupt in such an amusing way that I couldn't help but laugh at it and have to pretend it didn't happen until the regional manager showed up. Uh-oh. Um, one employee 
submitted a what they, what they call champ checks. Basically, a champ check is, is a customer service review that is sent via email to the corporate systems and disseminated to the store in question. Yep. So we receive a chance check uh, on a, a one of our servers, this guy named John Anderton. Hey, I've, I've talked about him before. His nickname is Flanders. Um, the chance check is is all glowing reviews. It's all it's all positive. It's but but this is the content of this chance check is that that that. Flanders was such a it's such a great great server so so good to see his service he even offered uh, to give a reach around while they were in the bathroom <laughs> it was it just went, and it oh just went downhill from there <laughs> so this this got circulated back to the store and the general manager his name was Jonathan Rose John gets a hold of this thing and he's not quite sure what to do with it. Because most champs checks are posted on the bulletin board. So he goes ahead and he posts it because he doesn't know what else to do. John is a weird fellow. He's, he was terrified to death of me. Like from a, like an intimidation standpoint. Like like he, I, I, apparently I intimidated the hell out of him. He was my boss. Um, so, so he never knew quite what to do. And if he didn't know what to do, he just kind of did what was supposed to happen, according to the books. And then Chris Del Rey, who was our regional supervisor, shows up and is like, I want to talk to somebody about this champ check. <laughs> of course, Flanders, Flanders has no idea other than the fact that he's seen this champ check in the back, and he's like, I'm going to get in the, sh in the shit for this, and I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Ultimately, I found out who did it. Yeah. But... By that point, it was water under the bridge. <laughs> but it was like, it was another employee who was trying. He didn't he didn't know that the champs check would go to corporate. Oh my god! So, so at least that is that's not happened to you. You know, <laughs> you get some weird thing like that filtering down the line. You know, I normally get postcards from customers saying, giving me radiant reviews. The other, I remember, I remember what the other, the other positive that was on there was he, he even asked me where I could finish, where I would like to finish. Oh, right. <laughs> oh my God, really? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so there, there, there is the kind of shit that went on, the shenanigans that were pulled in the store I ran. <laughs> anyway, as we all, as, as all of us who have worked in retail understand, um, the uh, the magic bullet is always out there. In other news, reasons why I was reasons why I always avoided getting a job in retail. Well, it's not expressly retail. Any job that has a customer service aspect. Yeah, that too, actually. And, and as long as you work under somebody else, that yeah, possibility exists. Said. <laughs> yep. You know, I'm I'm never I'm never as worried about the magic bullet hitting me as an entrepreneur. You know, as as a guy who runs a porn site, I'm like it's par for the course. <laughs> yeah. Some of the some of the people that I have, some of them are the salt of the earth. The others are just salting the earth. <laughs> in fairness, I think in this case, the magic bullet is that you that you work for that you have a porn site. Uh, not really. That they, my my employer knows about it and does not care. I'm thinking Which more along lines about favorite. possible future situations. Not really. Well, and as long as you're not, you know, pimping it at the store, I doubt he has a reason. I to mean, care. if Donald Trump becomes president, it might be a problem. It shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> Uh, that's why I don't use my real name on the site. Even if they did trace it back to me, it's like, well, I don't advertise. Notice how I don't use real names of people when I'm talking about my job mm -hmm. on this podcast. Mm -hmm. That's to protect the guilty. <laughs> if nothing, if nothing else, it's if nothing else, plausible deniability is useful. Exactly. 
All right, guess who's going to be joining us? Not it. <laughs> I'm getting kicked off the call. It's some guy who's two colors. Really? Spelled wrong. Hey, oh, Dr. God. Wolf is here after all. <laughs> Everybody run. It's time. Yay. We actually started the podcast on time. I know that's shocking. <laughs> it, 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 am I dreaming? Um, is, this, in, in, is, is this is this like a, sim, a perfect simulation of <laughs> of, of by by the uh, by the post singularity um, AI? Oh man! Is this the real life? Is, is this, this just fantasy? Please <laughs> continue. Caught in a landslide. <laughs> no escape from reality. <laughs> Open your eyes, look up to the sky, and see. We're just doing Oh, man. We're kidding. What the hell is in the chat? We've won. Well, no, what the hell was my, was, the what the hell was. more like we lost. Yeah. That was in reaction to the champs check story. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the law still was, though. The law, yeah, the LOL was about the singing thing. <laughs> Remember, always be yourself unless you can sing Bohemian Rhapsody. Then sing Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody was like the song that was sung the most back in like high school when we were just like milling around waiting for musicals to happen because Ours was singing Fucker Gently by Tenacious D in the back of the store. <laughs> it never it was it never took long. One person would start and you'd have like six people singing it by the time, you know, <laughs> we got to the end. We actually did Bohemian Rhapsody in uh, chorus in high school. Alright. I think chorus and not choir. What is wrong with you? Or chamber well, chamber choir, technically I think, but was there a pot in the chamber choir? Listen, don't preach to me. It it was the it was the uh it was the uh spring semester which was always a little bit less formal. Because mm. I'm in trouble deep. I you. <laughs> it sounds like a very big problem. I've made up my mind. I'm keeping my baby. Oh my. <laughs> well, that's good for you, I suppose. <laughs> Is Mac about to be a rich man? <laughs> no, it started with preaching to the choir, and then it turned into Papa Don't Preach. It, it, yes. It got all mixed up. Like, at, at least I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> I didn't. That's because y'all are youngins. Yeah. I'm yeah, a baby, right. apparently. I'm sorry I'm not old like you are. Get off my lawn. Go home, old man. Take your walker with you. Make room so I can mow the lawn while you're gone. Get off my lawn! I need you to reach over into my front pocket. I got a shiny quarter for you. How shiny is the quarter? <laughs> yes. Yeah. At the very least, I have a more more entertaining thing in my brain to associate that with than Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> I don't know what that could be. Just someone used that voice in reference to Seth MacFarlane for something else that was funnier. Hmm. Huh. There's no such thing. Anyway. So, uh, how's everybody liking shipping a bottle? It's so, very good. I'm working on this, speaking of shipping a bottle, I'm working on this commission, a take-home commission from the convention, um, uh, which which led to some really hilarious back and forth. I'm going to actually uh, preface this with for here because a comment was made when I was I was showing this to somebody else um, in my in my group of regular commissioners. The response is like, "That's some shipping a bottle cock right there." <laughs> wow, <laughs> referencing my comic? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but I think so. 
Oh my God. Let me let me see if I can find the precise wording that was was used. <laughs> so let, let me tell you guys the story of why Alan has Megacog now. So yes, tell us that because I had I am still slightly unclear. Okay, so in the about page it and in the first draft of the series. Uh, it was suggested that Alan had large equipment, but it wasn't seen initially because in the beginning, the comic was R-rated. Here's, here's the comment. Is that's like a ship in the bottle, huge penis. Wow. What, was that supposed to be funny or something? It's just totally bizarre because it, has, it, it came out, I was like, wait, that came out of left field, but okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, on... Uh, Hold on, I gotta find it here. Uh, shipping a bottle on all the tropes. So when back when we were on TV tropes, somebody put a put a list of things on there, and one of the things was uh, dee, 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 bigger is better in bed. Ship seems to think Alan has it down there, but it, its exact size tends to vary depending on the artist. So I told Pretty, I said, "Well, we gotta unify this." <laughs> We got to rectify the situation and a bunch of other words that probably sound like wrecking. <laughs> so I'm trying to explain to her, of course, she's from Spain. So I have to convert everything to metric. And she's like, well, how exactly large is Alan's penis? And I said, well, I kind of envisioned it to be like 14 inches. She's like, what is that in centimeters? I'm like, I don't know, 37.5. She's like, that is very large. That is not a small number. So she's like, so when he's sitting down, he can lick the tip of his own dick. <laughs> and I'm like, I like how she thinks about these things. <laughs> oh, you should you should see the transcripts of some of our conversations, but no, it, that that will not be shared on this podcast or anywhere else. I guess to some extent it depends on how tall the character is, too. Well, there's that, too, but it's like there are actually recorded cases of people, of a very small number of people actually having monster cocks. The the whole genre of pornography about monster cocks is pretty much entirely fictional. The, uh, the largest person's, the largest natural penis in porn is, uh, to this date, as far as I know, it's Peter North, and he's eight and a half inches. Uh, somebody said Ron Jeremy was nine, but course he's in his 60s now and the last time i saw him in a porno film it looked like he was having trouble maintaining you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah, he, must, he must have to divert a lot of blood to uh to keep it to keep it going well you know the the simple fact of the, the simple fact of the matter is is that i read an article about this really ugly looking dude who was packing heat and he claimed to be 14 inches and it was you know medically proven and he said one of the biggest problems is a Heat generation makes women uncomfortable. B, you can't get it all the way in. And C, the amount of blood necessary to maintain an erection causes drowsiness. So some of these jokes made it into the comic. And, of course, you can see from the comments section, there it is. But the most important thing was that that, uh, through this sequence of events, we have now established the precise dimensions of Alan's dog. Except for that, do- except for that dolly zoom shot that she did, <laughs> which is appropriate for comedic anime style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's part of being a, a damn good replica of Rui Arizumi is. Uh, yeah, it's, it tends to vary a little bit. Yeah, Keith, I did that dolly zoom reference for you, bud. <laughs> dolly zoom. I'll tell you what. You know, do- rack focusing and dolly zooms are fucking cool as shit, but my God, you can't do them in a comic. Don't try. Nope. Well, you can do rack focusing, but you can't do dolly zooms. The best way, the best way I think to do dolly zoom is to kind of fisheye a little bit, which is what, uh, which is what Dave B does. Well, yeah, and bearing in mind that I work with Dave B, it still functionally doesn't really work in a comic format because the effect of a dolly zoom is created by utilizing two moving elements simultaneously. 
you are basically either zooming in while pulling away or zooming out while pressing forward with the camera. That's right. what creates that effect. To keep, things, to keep things that are in focus the same size while changing the, the, the size of things that are not in focus or that are not the focal points. Which is what creates that telescoping effect in the backgrounds, like hallways and things like that. That's, how, right. that's why that does that. And so, yes, fundamentally in, in a comic, you can't do that because you need the motion to make the effect happen. Uh, so anyway, we've established that the terminology for that second to last panel on the previous page is called banana cock. <laughs> <laughs> and I suggested that in the future that Prudio try not to, shall we say, embiggen the middle of the shaft. <laughs> try to make it, I said, while there is curvature, it is typically, I said, as a man who has a penis. <laughs> I can tell you that there is generally a sort of uniform thickness to the shaft, it, but it does have curvature. It's an anime big dick thing, I think, to have the sort of... The middle swell? Void deal, yeah. yeah. And that, I, I will tell you, as another man who has a penis, that it is not uncommon. To have banana dick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I think we've learned too much about teeth tonight. <laughs> I'm really only hey. familiar with one penis, so. <laughs> and that's the one I bop every night. At least we're not talking about stepping on dicks again. Well, bending to the side is also fairly common. Pointing to the left is, is actually not unusual. I heard that sometimes that's due to uh, circumcision. It's actually... Uh, not always. Well, well there's, actually a, there's actually a medical condition called Pyronies disease. <laughs> or Pyronies disease or something like that. Uh, Pyronies disease? Could be. I don't know. Uh, where uh, one of the... Oh, what the hell is that? Uh, something corpus... Corpus callosum? One of them doesn't grow... One of them doesn't grow to the right length something like that. It doesn't have the same amount of elasticity as the other one. And so, oh, no. so when you have an erection, it permanently veers. No, that corpus callosum is the brain one. No, the, the other one had something to do with uh, cavernosa or something like that. Well, anyway, I, sorry, we didn't research the proper medical terms before getting on the air tonight. I didn't think I was going to be talking about people pointing to the left or right. There are two kinds, <laughs> one... There's corpus spongiosum and corpora, corpus corpora cavernosa. Cavernosa, that's the one. So that's the one. That's the one where, where due to due to the blood vessels not expanding as much on one side as the other, the penis uh, curves sharply right or left, usually to the left for whatever reason. And this condition also causes noticeable discomfort in a lot of women during the act of copulation. So there, our show is both educational and entertaining. Yeah. Well, educational. <laughs> but, we, but we would sound, but we would sound like we'd know what we were talking about if we didn't fact check, because then, because then it, we would just perpetuate the echo chamber. But Mac, yes, do you draw gaping ass? Uh, no, I can actually say that I don't. Only twice. Can you give us our, your best rendition of Goatsy? <laughs> How about no, you crazy Dutch bastard? He's found out everyone he bail. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to figure out how to follow that up. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, you can't. It's really hard to follow well, up. Well, it's an Austin Powers reference, so I could. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big Johnson. What are you doing over there? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, that was your that was your uh your um biology primer for the week. Yep. And now we got to end the show cuz Keith has got music. So join us again next week and of course, be sure to tune in for Moonhawk Studios presents on Friday because we have Brad Jones, the cinema snob. I'll make sure to actually be there this week. All right. 
So, same bat time, same bat channel. Everybody shut up because it's music time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.